Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 160th episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict. You may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me, as always, <laughs> is my friend, co-host, and spooktacular Halloween buddy, Frederick. Um, that is uh, that is my given title. <laughs> I, spooktac- I, spooktacular. <laughs> I do realize that last week's was... The Halloween episode, and we did absolutely nothing for it. And this week, mm, it's past true. Halloween. Um, we're recording on Halloween though, early in the morning, so it's already pretty, pretty spooky. Exactly. Um, already, I'm already kind of hella scared. Won't lie. <laughs> I'm shivering in my timbers. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I do have a fun little. I hope everyone had a great Halloween. By the way, uh, we are talking about arguably the scariest thing today, which is mm. Dwayne Johnson's latest film. But <laughs> I do have a little little Halloween anecdote already that of I have course. to say. Let's hear it. I think you're gonna love because you know I've, I've been to a few Halloween parties in my day. You've you've been at some of them. <laughs> bit more. of a veteran. <laughs> but I have to say I've never experienced 30, 30 seconds consecutively of of pure <laughs> buffoonery and greatness at a Halloween party than I did <laughs> okay. uh, the other day, where <laughs> I, I walk in. There's a guy in like a, he's like in a suit, he's got some glasses, kind of slicked back hair. I was like, all right, this is pretty, looking dapper, my guy. I was like, what's, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's, the, what's the costume? What are we talking here? And he looks me dead in the eye and says, <laughs> I'm Raymond Smith. <laughs> and I, I, I t- it takes me a second to comprehend what I've just heard. And I'm like, oh, from, from the gentleman. And he was like, yeah, you finally, no one else gets it. And I was like. That's like one of my favorite movies. And we had a little, little bro moment. <laughs> You're Raimondo. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have scared him off a little bit with my enthusiasm, but uh, it, was, it was exciting. <laughs> Immediately afterwards, I, th- I then turn around and there's a guy who's like, he's got like a black long sleeve shirt on. He's got black pants, black shoes. I'm like, all right, so, so what are you supposed to be? And he's like, oh, wait, let me, this might help. He pulls out what I, what I assume is like a bandana or something. And he puts on the mask and he's in fact season one daredevil and I was just i was standing in a sandwich of daredevil and raymondo and it was just that's so good truly i mean also both looked real they were really good costumes they were like they were very impressive i'm there in my Damn. jim halpert looking ass with my fucking <laughs> blue shirt and tie <laughs> and i'm standing next to matt murdoch and charlie hunnam it was incredible <laughs> God, that sounds genuinely magical. It was. You must have felt like quite the schmuck. Yeah, it's like I'm home. I made it. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to be. It's where I belong. So yeah, I'll no, say, that was just a, a beautiful. Mm, that is. That those are the honestly two of genuinely. I mean, besides the memory of them, they were just really well done costumes. Like they they went all out. I was like, fair fair play, guys. Good job. <laughs> fair play. I'm, I'm three hole punch Jim. <laughs> I didn't even put on the three hole punches. I was just Jim. What? You didn't even go three? You were just Jim? Actually, <laughs> at this part... Just Jim like, is literally just you. I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't even dressed up at this one, I just remembered. Because I'd worn the costume the day before, and then I was like, I can't, I'm not doing it again. So I just showed up in my regular clothes, and they were like, dressed up as fucking, like, they in a three-piece suit and all this shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I really, God. I fumbled the bag on that one, but... The one time you need to be looking dapper as hell. <laughs> <laughs> for your two sexual fantasies collide. <laughs> but yeah, um, but that was that was so far my. I do have a chance to redeem myself tonight with the with the Halpert costume. Mm. Um, Are you going three hole punch gym tonight then? No, I did actually accidentally put <laughs> one of the hole punches in the washing machine, so I can't really go as two hole punch gym. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was, I was you didn't wear the three hole punch gym before. No, How did it end up in the, the wash? You put one of them in your pocket, and then you put your pants in the wash, and then you wash the the hole punch. All right, it happens to the best of us. All right, I'm this going to gym. Like, yeah, People got the gym bef- costume. People got it. All right, I was. Did the, you write gym on a name tag? I did or? Not. But I was like, have you seen the office? And they were like, oh my god, you're John Krasinski. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, you're you're Ryan Howard. <laughs> they're like, Dwight. What a perfect Dwight costume! Oh my god, you look so good as Phyllis. <laughs> I enter the whole room, Chance Stanley. <laughs> you enter, oh my god, Toby Flenders. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sure you. I mean, you mentioned a couple of your Halloween costumes to me. I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 have I you worn? Uh, today is the first, and then the th- on Thursday we've got the belated 
of the second. I will oh, very nice. mention both now. We got today. We've got the volleyball um, social, which I think almost certainly cannot end well because I'm basically showing up to practice in my volleyball costume. Everyone is, mm. but me and my friend, we are coupling as Elsa and Anna, yeah. which will be yeah. I mean, the dress have, has arrived. Um, do you want me to? I'll send you a quick picture. Please, yeah, maybe I can throw so it in the uh, in the pot. I can. You can, you can <laughs> When you reach down to grab your phone, you your like head mysteriously moved, and I could just see the Anna costume behind you, just like the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you. Right is here. your friend blonde, by the way, or is he doing like a blonde no, he's, wig? He's got complete black hair. I don't know if he's doing a wig or not, oh, but no. he's got the dress. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to criticize anyone else's lack of commitment when I couldn't even put <laughs> oh my the God. three he, hole punches. He's, <laughs> he's not getting a wig. <laughs> At least he didn't wash his hole punch. Am I right? <laughs> I've sent it on. I've sent it to your phone, so you can you can see. I can revel in the uh, the sexiness. Ooh, <laughs> gotta turn on right now. <laughs> I have to say, uh, <laughs> there are dudes I have sex with <laughs> less than that. It's not it's not a bad look for you, honestly. I think the the hair colors kind of helps helps pull it off. I, I think that's a, that's a look and a half. Thank you, thank you. Well, so the the thing is, I got an extra large, and <laughs> the moment I put it on, I already ripped it around my ass. It ripped <laughs> a little bit, and then it doesn't sip up at all. So I'm going oh, no. full fucking exposed back. But I've got a little cape, so it's all good. Wow. I'm just saying, if if I go to volleyball and try to do anything, <laughs> I might just do a fucking <laughs> and just reveal everything. <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought that story was gonna end with. So I'm going as um. In assless chaps, actually. That's part of the costume. <laughs> so I'm going as Anna, but completely nude and male. <laughs> Dad, I was going to say, I didn't want to say anything, but in the picture, it did look like a bit of a bit of a tight fit, to be honest. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the cakes have been eaten this, this week, so... Uh. And then my other costume that's happening Thursday is me and my girlfriend are going... I'm going as a debonair mm. bad wolf, Ooh. and she is Little Red Riding Hood. Mr. Bad Wolf, one could say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll I'll be introduced as at the party. I'll have like a guy who like announces when you walk in. Game of Thrones it is style. Mr. Bad Wolf to everyone here. I um I have to say actually thank you for telling me about that costume before because at one of the parties I went to there was uh someone there who was dressed as Little Red Riding Hood and no everyone else was very confused and she seemed <laughs> genuinely quite annoyed that no one was getting it. And I was like, hey, are you a uh, Little Red Riding Hood? She's like. Thank you! And I was like, thank you! My boy is going sad, actually. <laughs> it's a great little red riding <laughs> <Yeah, that's>... costume. <laughs> um, um, so, <laughs> I can imagine you walk up in nothing. Like, no costume at all. Oh, you got clothes on, don't worry. But you walk up with no costume, like, are you a little red riding? And she's like, yeah, I, I love your costume as well. You're like, cheers. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I did have a bit of that, like, ah, oh, you, your costume's great. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Classic prank. <laughs> Thanks. I get it. I, I will say, one of my friends, he went to a party here, dressed as Three Hole Punch Jim, oh. and no one else understood or liked the reference. Really? And then he sent me a picture, like, no one likes my costume, I'm sad. <laughs> and I was like, you Three Hole Punch Jim? And then he got very happy, uh, and then he got very drunk. My God. But, well, yeah, out of sadness. I mean, I have to say, <laughs> just pure sadness. again, I'm just saying, we meme, but a surprising number of people got the got the gym thing here i don't know i think it's like no one here watches new girl but i think a lot of people here have watched the office so it's kind of a, kind of a win i will see to be fair the one of the parties i was the one where i was at um like in costume it was an international kind of kind of vibe uh, to it so mm-hmm. tonight i'll see if at the irish party anyone gives a flying fuck about me <laughs> <laughs> will you not uh jim halbert lad i'm raymond smith <laughs> Fucking dressed as Jim Halpert. Are you Jim Halpert? I'm Raymond Smith. <laughs> if you're, I, I should have. I'm. It's good I didn't, but I should have gone up to that guy and just started doing all the quotes. Like, if you're thinking of smoking that in here, don't. Uh, anyway, enough of the anecdotes. <laughs> we are going to move into today's pod where we're doing Black Adam. We're doing House of the Dragon, and very quickly up front here, we're doing Ticket to Paradise, which is the new George Clooney romantic comedy mm. that I saw. Also, there are time codes down below if you wanna if you wanna skip around. If you wanna go just to Black Adam, if you haven't seen House of the Dragon, time code down below. All good. Yeah, let's quickly. I don't think I've got. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll save my mini-reviews for, for another mini-reviews time. I just got a couple of things to say about this, just very quickly, but right. I thought you'd enjoy Hit it. Hit me with it. First of all, I think you should see it. I think you'd like it. Uh, okay. okay. Just as a movie, Ticket to Paradise, it's fine, it's whatever, it's super cliche and predictable, you know, it's mm. all that. It is, in fact, Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts are the okay. two most divorced people alive like they <laughs> hate each other so much the first half of the movie is just them insulting each other and they're like i'm so happy we're divorced but maybe they'll find out that they still like each other who knows anyway Ooh. it does have a couple's retreat type vibe to it because they do go to where they go to like a yeah tropical like island a or vacation what? kind of area it has the vibe of like they wanted to go on vacation they just filmed this movie kind of like grown-ups style for uh-huh. it. but there are some some great moments i just want to highlight one and these are there's slight spoilers ahead, but uh, I, I think you can handle it. Um, okay. One, the Clooney dolphin attack scene. It's a moment where George Clooney is attacked by a dolphin, and it's so <laughs> random and just like terribly shot and wonderful, and it just gives. But, but viscerally real. <laughs> yeah, it's the bear scene from The Revenant, but just Clooney being drowned. Um, <laughs> the dolphin just drags him under. <laughs> then there is, in fact. Wait, 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 you can't just skip past that. <laughs> so it's like... So what happens? Well, so they're like, they're, they're, their daughter's marrying this guy, and they don't want her to marry the guy, and then the guy's like, there's a little bit of like a rivalry, whatever, and then the guy's like, get in the water, Clooney, you know, come swim with the dolphin. <laughs> he becomes a dolphin. <laughs> and then Clooney's like, okay, fine, I'm not a chicken, I'll get in the water. And then for whatever reason, the dolphin just bites the shit out of Clooney, and it's just... It's filmed like a like a Jaws movie, and it's very very weird in the middle of this like super nothing romantic comedy. Um, so yeah, that's that's wonderful. Then there is also we've talked this year. I think for the for the end of year awards, we're gonna have to have a best dance award because we've had the Milo we've dance, had some good dances. We've had the Don't Worry Darling Harry Styles floppy arms dance. God, I cannot wait to see that. But I have to say. The Clooney dance in this may be the single best or worst dance of the year because there's a scene where Clooney gets very drunk and he just goes fucking ballistic. He goes ape mode, some could say. He's just busting out. What's your your brother doing? He's in ape mode. Get out of the house. It's just, he, he really goes for it. And I think, I think you can probably find that clip on YouTube, but um, it's a great moment. He really, so, oh God. And finally. What are we talking here? A jig? A tango? It's more of a boogie. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to put a technical term on it. Um, it would be limbo mixed with a sweet jazz tap dance. And finally, and this was the worst moment because it's not meant to be funny, and I did burst out laughing in the cinema, which is not great. <laughs> it's like he dies. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? No, not really. But it's kind of like the quiet, st- somber moment where, like, you know how in these movies the sort of drama all comes to a head, and the daughter discovers they've been trying to sabotage her wedding, and she's all like, "How could you do this to me?" And so it's sort of like the quiet beat of the movie, you know. Mm. And then after all this like sadness and drama, it does <laughs> it does cut to just a shot of Clooney face down in the pool. <laughs> it does look like he has decided to take his own life. And I did in that moment think of the word clunicide, and it made me burst out laughing in the cinema. And so that's that's where I was God. at. And then <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was just like, what if that's the end you of the movie? Absolute cloud. <laughs> they just got to Clooney face down in the pool, and then it's like cheerful credits. <laughs> Everyone else celebrates. Um, <laughs> this whole thing has just been a war documentary about Clooney's death. <laughs> um, anyway, Ticket to Paradise, a very mid movie, but I would I feel like I would recommend to you. It's but just some, it has some got some nutty moments. It has some moments, yeah. Right. And there's some more right. Clooney nuttiness that I didn't even didn't even touch on if you could believe that. So, oh god, <laughs> more. <laughs> um, but I think we should start with House of the Dragon and then go Black Adam. What do you say? I like the sound of that. All right. Well, too bad we're doing Black Adam first. <laughs> well, we're going Ted Adam first. <laughs> Spoilers. For House of the Dragon, whole season, <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> um, House of the Dragon. It wrapped up a couple weeks ago. Mm. We were sort of anticipating it. I wasn't super excited. I think you were probably more excited than I was. I was, I was, I was very excited, yeah. And it, it, uh, it, it caught me off guard by being, by being quite engaging. However, I do by have... Being pretty great. Some... I have a lot of positives. I do have a few <laughs> negatives. I do have some negatives. I do have right. a couple of complaints, but... 
overall, what are we thinking? Oof. I'll say, whilst it's it's very cool that it's set in the Game of Thrones world and stuff like that, it does feel like a very different show, I think. Obviously, like, it is, but at the same time, it's like, there's a lot less action, it's a lot more, like, political and, like, family drama, I think, mm-hmm. instead of, like, compared to Game of Thrones, where there's a lot more action. But they do it in a way that's still kind of kind of engaging and I, I'll, I'll be honest the main problem for me with it is that it's so difficult to keep track of the names because all the names are so similar like with the Targaryen and Valerian names like Aemon, Lucerys, Jaehaerys, yeah. Aegon, Vaemond. I'm like <laughs> oh. and some of them are called the same shit it's like wait a minute I thought yeah, Lucerys some of them like was the, the old man like, yeah. why is he young again <laughs> Why is Viserys suddenly a baby now? What's happening? <laughs> Was he reborn? Um, <laughs> is this Viserys the phoenix? What? <laughs> Viserys the He was the opposite of a phoenix. He just <laughs> withered so hard. But yeah, it, in general, overall, and I'd say especially the last episode, very enjoyable. Yes, I think... Hit, I, me, hit, me, hit me with your positives and your negatives, sir. Okay, Let's well, I, I agree pretty pretty much with what you said. I think... Especially initially the fact that it took a different approach from Game of Thrones, because I think Game of Thrones for five or six seasons had a perfect balance of political Mm. intrigue, character development, and also just like fantasy action, fantasy world. And then at the end, it got a little bit too fantasy action, like, look, it's just an uh, army of zombies, and like, it was Mm -hmm. kind of less interesting. It's kind of a, it's a nice change to kind of go back to even more just political intrigue and Yeah, especially at the start, I was like, this is more what made Game of Thrones, and it's what made the giant set pieces and crazy moments of Game of Thrones all the more effective, because we'd had so much setup and care so much Mm -hmm. about these characters. Um, And I think it does that very well for about the first half, I'd say. Okay. Um, and also, just your point on that made me think of could be a little bit of a Better Call Saul to Breaking Bad kind of comparison, where a little bit mm. less action has like a similar feel but its own distinct kind of vibe to yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I think production value is fantastic. It's like uh, you, yeah. you'd expect it's it, obviously, but it, it looks yeah. it looks amazing. Everything it looks, looks so great. good, uh, and just like the scale of it is very very impressive. Um, I think. To go into some, I have a couple like main complaints. I would say the first one that comes to mind, which I didn't really think, I was thinking like something feels a little bit off. And um, <laughs> why is Matt Smith allowed to be in the series? <laughs> I was like, Viserys looks a, a little bit worse. Is, is something wrong? <laughs> it's very confusing. Has anybody really checked up on real life Viserys? Here? Like, is he okay? <laughs> is this? I don't think this is supposed to happen to his character. This is just Patty having, having a rough one. Um, but <gasps> can somebody check up on my boy, on my boy Patty? Come on. <laughs> I think, and this is actually something that um, I talked to my mom about it because she was a big Game of Thrones fan, like when the show was airing, and she's read mm. the books and stuff. And she made a really good point where, like, and this is obviously an exaggeration, but there's kind of no likable characters. Like, we it's true. We have uh, what's her name, Rhaenyra, who is probably mm-hmm. the closest to a likable character, and like, I'd still say she's pretty likable. She's, I'd say she's pretty likable although she again makes some you know questionable decisions and like Viserys Mm -hmm. is likable but also just like a sad dying sack of shit for most of it (laughs) and like the thing is god it's Patty's performance can be described as such a sad dying piece of shit (laughs) but like it's so unpleasant to watch for a lot of it because everyone's there is a lot of just like and everything's just so shitty that it's kind mm-hmm. of a little bit, like, overwhelmingly... Like, I know people talk about Game of Thrones originally. It's like, oh my god, it's so horrible and dark and all your favorite characters die. But, like, I felt like there was more hope sprinkled in, more kind of, like, a little bit of fun. Here, it's there so... Were, there were a few characters that you could just genuinely, like, root for in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, Tyrion. Tyrion, uh, Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Uh, yeah. Sam. Like, was Arya. Sam? S- Sam. <laughs> what was his name? I'm thinking of Lord of the Rings. What was Jon like Snow's the- friend's name? Yeah, I mean Sam, but I mean I wouldn't root for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sam was great, but so I know it was a bit of more of ex- ex- obscure one. You're like, yeah, main character yeah. Tyrion, Arya, yeah, Sam, Sam, yeah, uh, <laughs> ho- Hog Boy or whatever he was called. <laughs> <laughs> hog Boy. <laughs> I know 
sadly exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> but Matt Smith is like um, almost like a fun sort of what was his name? Jamie, Jamie Lannister type character where like he's he's yeah. awful but like he has like a charm to him, but he's also just mm-hmm. so shitty. <laughs> like he's just so is, I don't know. Yeah. I find it almost that instead of uh focusing on what people are actually like like their personalities and stuff like that cuz yeah, as you say, almost no one's got a good personality in this. Yeah. I'm more I'm more to start liking people for like the things they're doing and I think and like because it's a show that's got very little action. I find, and this, I guess, works, where it's like, <clears throat> when there finally is some action, whoever's like, you know, catalyzing, bring that action, mm. I tend to be like, okay, cool. And most of the time, that is Matt Smith, <laughs> as he usually does. <laughs> Matt brings the action all the time. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the action scenes in this are to do with him, and I'm like, okay, so you just kind of, like, even though he's a bad, like, he's just a douche, and yeah. like a nasty dude, but like, you just start to be like, oh yeah, he's actually, I mean, man's quite cool. He is, despite being, like, the world's biggest, like, pervert. <laughs> but he, He's, uh, yeah, I mean... But it's, again, kind of Jamie great. Lannister vibes, like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we can overlook you banging your family member if you're... I won't lie, I completely forgot about it. I, I've considered overlooked. Yeah. <laughs> I do think my other <clears throat> big problem with the show, and this is kind of the main thing that I think, especially as it goes, gets, gets bad. It's a, extremely repetitive, I found. It... They keep hitting on the same points and it feels like you're kind of going in a circle all the time. I noted down a couple things here. Bastard mm. stuff. They keep uh-huh. returning to this conversation of Rhaenyra having bastard kids like over and over again. I get it's a big deal in the film yeah. in the show's world, but it's like a constant and they don't really do much with it. They just kind of keep saying <laughs> I get it. <laughs> she didn't have sex with Luc- I don't know, whatever his Luc- name. Lucario? Lu No. It was like Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was um, Clark. <laughs> I think we're talking about my boy George, was it? I think. <laughs> I was also just going to say real quick the other two things that were kind of hit on too much. The queen who never was or whatever her deal was that like she was supposed to be oh, the yeah. queen. They keep going on and on about that. And then also Viserys is like health is bad and he's dying. And it's like, again, it just felt... Like, they kept revisiting these points. And, like, the political stuff in general is well done. But I think if you had maybe, like, one or two less episodes, or even... And I'm usually, I have to say, as a film intellectual, I'm not the one calling for for more action scenes and more crazy moments. Mm. And, like, I'm not saying it can't be entertaining without that. But I genuinely think the show could have benefited maybe from, like, more kind of yeah, oh just, shit moments, like the end of episode nine. Yeah, like, or more oh kind of... God, yeah. To, like, break things yeah, up a yeah. bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, exactly. I will say... To that, it's like, I think that the next season is going to be, take a complete turn mm. in the action, because that's going to be the actual war starting and stuff like that. So I get what you mean in the terms of like, it's been a very slow buildup and like a lot of repetitiveness, but I think that also kind of adds to the whole aspect of like, really like, you know, like driving in some like, focal points of like, yeah, bastards. Like, they're, they're not legitimate. Or also, she was the queen that never was, but now she's helping the queen that will be kind mm. of, you know, kind of stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, it's it was very repetitive, but I think in the long run, it'll probably, the show will benefit from it. Mm. Because it'll be, yeah, it'll have, like, set the foundation very, very well for the next, like, seasons, which I think, I mean, just based on the lore, we'll probably have a lot more action scenes and be a lot more Game of Thronesy in, like, terms of war and stuff like that, and probably less political. Yeah, so you think in hindsight, once the whole thing wraps up, you might... Yeah, in hindsight, it'll probably have been a, a good thing, but I agree that there was a lot of just repetition of stuff. There is There are a lot of shows where people tell you to watch it, and they're like, yeah, if you can get through the first season, then it's... Even, I say this about Better Call Saul when I recommend it to people, even though I like the first season, I'm kind of like, yeah, if you can get through it, the rest of it is great. And mm-hmm. I can I can see that, yeah. With time, it can serve as a build-up. So right now, it feels a little bit like... I don't know, when you watch one of those, like, part one movies, like Harry Potter 7 part one, where you're kind of like, okay, yeah. that felt like a bit of a build-up, but then... <laughs> okay, Harry. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess Dobby got shanked. That's, that's cool, I suppose. <laughs> but... I guess Dobby got shanked. <laughs> yeah, unrelated to the main story. He was just walking through the wrong alley. <laughs> I do want to say, I have a couple of, of uh, more specific notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one moment that I did really love, actually, and it was kind of... It was the most um, 
impactful moment I felt of the whole season, like the most epic moment, even though I also worry that uh, we may laugh about it in, because of who it involves. But uh, mm. Viserys' epic final walk was... <laughs> <laughs> as he hobbles down the street. <laughs> Dobby post at where style. Dobby was slain. <laughs> But when he when he finally because yeah. they've done they've done so much of like he's so sad and old and he's so sick. ill he's so sad he's he's bedridden but yeah then, and then he finally no. he makes that walk and he's he got the, the mask on and it was that was that was pretty fucking that was pretty great I I did enjoy that and it felt honestly, that like, whole episode of a lot of Viserys action was just phenomenal and mm-hmm. like when he takes off the mask reveals his gu- Gus Frisk s Gus Frisk what the fuck Gus <laughs> Fring esque face yeah um I don't know the whole thing was just like. It was it was powerful. I think that episode was the the best version of all that family drama where they had that like dinner mm. together and he was and that that felt yeah that felt like a also because it was one of very few moments in the show that had like kind of the good winning in a sense where he was like everyone just stop mm. being such fucking assholes and just like yeah. get along. I did think it was family. <laughs> it was funny that as soon as he left and they all started just beating the shit out of each other. But <laughs> yeah, that whole episode God. did did work for me. Um, we go through some some characters real quick. I have to say, also, we didn't really touch on it, but like performance-wise, like even though I'm not crazy about some of the writing, everyone is fantastic in it. Everyone's really, really yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. And also, they, have you seen some of those like interview clips behind the scenes of them, like goofing around? Um, I have not seen any of. Oh, they're the so clips. delightful. Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook, like um, mm-hmm. Allison and Rhaenyra, they they're so. They did this like HBO Max like interview thing where they like ask each other yeah. questions. So so oh, delightful. Is that, is that where she's like, Negroni? Yes, yeah. Macchiato. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. that clip, but that's that's all. There there are a few of those, and they're they're very <clears throat> they're very good. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, we have uh, we've touched on Matt Smith a bit. Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook are great, and the younger versions of them were also very good. I really I really really liked Young Rhaenyra. I thought like I was like a little bit ah when she left because I mean obviously it makes sense because of the story thing, but mm. um, like. I, I was I was sad, but I've come around to the new Rhaenyra. She's she's very good as well. Yeah. Um, let's see the uh, eye patch man, creepy eye patch guy. God, he is terrifying. Just so, like, <clears throat> he's terrifying. But like, at the same time, like again, and this speaks to just like the lack of action in the show. Again, where, like even though he's just a terrible dude, like at the same time, not at the end. I was like, you fucking idiot. But towards the uh, <laughs> like the like episode eight or nine i was kind of like okay like he's obviously like a bad dude but at the same time there's something like i don't know i don't want to say edgy (laughs) 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 there's something about him that's just like okay he's kind of like a breath of fresh air like you're kind of you know you you seem a little unhinged in a in a way that i think could be quite cool in the show yeah like for what he brings to the show's story yeah yeah, yeah, he is in fact the edgelord of westeros (laughs) (laughs) but i see what you mean also i love how like Kind of a Willem Dafoe effect, but some and Matt Smithish, I guess. Some people, they're just kind of born to play villains. I mean, he has mm-hmm. the creepiest fucking face you ever see, and I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm just saying, it's great casting. He's a terrifying looking it is. man. Yeah. Um, Kristen Cole. I will say. Sorry, go. Ahead. Oh fu- yeah. No, I've got to bring up Kristen Cole. God. Mega dick. Despise him. I can't Mega wait douchebag. For him, for him to die, a very brutal. Horror I really thing. hope he dies. as one of the most painful deaths ever. <laughs> like the. I don't know, he gets away with everything, I feel, and he's just, like, this smirky douchebag who I just... Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. he just killed freaking, like, one of the... The, guy, the old guy. Lords. Like, he I'm just like, killed the, the old guy. How get away with that? Yeah, I feel like... And he just made, like, Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. I was like, what are you doing? I and do like, think... I will say, also just because I hate his face, it's, I, it annoys me that he doesn't age at all. <laughs> that is that he's just perpetually handsome it is annoying yeah. <laughs> he's just everlastingly beautiful i don't know <laughs> yeah no i i can imagine him coming to an unfortunate end um auto hightower also just the biggest douchebag that's another thing that Although I, guess... I like i like auto hightower he's quite cool what he's a fucking no douche. like i don't know I, I don't i don't like him but i like the character of auto hightower he's uh he's a good character you have to say i mean he's great he's, he's well performed no he's, he's a good character no yeah i was just I also think Kristen Cole is an interesting character, but I, I feel like we can also I say... I hate Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole should die in a, in a pit. No, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying about Otto, is that, like, he's... Like, he can be an interesting character, but he's also just such a such an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I think Otto is kind of like the Tywin of, of this show. 
of the mm. series. In that he'll, he'll like, die on the shitter. <laughs> he'll get shot by his own son on the shitter. <laughs> also, Aegon, Aegon the second, just the worst as well. Just like really, that he gets kind of like Joffrey vibes. Uh, he gets um, heavy Joffrey vibes, but even more incompetent. Yeah, and just like horrible and. Yeah, I, I I think another thing that made the season maybe a little frustrating to watch is that, like, there is no kind of justice. So, like, the bad, mm. like, the shitty people, like you said, Kristen Cole, he murders that guy and then just, like, nothing happens. And it's sort of, I know it's kind of, like, cumul- cumulative. Like, in later seasons, it'll be even more sweet when he gets the shit beat out of him or whatever. Mm. But at the moment, yeah, it's just kind of, like, as, ah. as a season for itself, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I will say, probably one of the most satisfying is when Matt Smith just completely chops the head in half of that, that was one good guy. that was that was good that was a, that was a mat and then he goes <laughs> that's a big mat moment <laughs> um he didn't need his tongue oh he can keep his tongue mm, yeah a classic like, ah, classic mat. <laughs> um yeah and obviously patty's great as well um <clears throat> the only last one i want to mention i think i told you this off air because i couldn't i couldn't uh not get this out of my system but ah yes uh there is a let's address the elephant in the room the foot fetish snake the snake in the pants (laughs) so can i just say i feel like by the way uh real quick also just in general the show's like gruesomeness and that kind of thing very dark and like a Mm. lot of childbirth stuff that's just like very hard to watch yeah super it's been like three or four miscarriages super intense and yeah kind of kind of intense to watch and in general I mean, like, that's the kind of stuff that made Game of Thrones great as well. It's, like, it's, like, horrible gruesomeness. But also sometimes yeah. I'm like, all right, I didn't need to see all of this. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the foot fetishist. So it it felt like a thing in Game of Thrones where they have, like, weird, gross stuff in there. But also, and this, I may be totally wrong about this. I haven't done a lot of research on foot fetishes. But to me, at least. <laughs> I might have one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to confess here. The, no, the, um. It feels like a very modern thing. I think also because there's like the mm-hmm. whole meme about like selling feet pics and that kind of thing. And this was basically the medieval version of selling feet pics. And it just, it felt uh-huh. kind of like a weird, like anachronistic. It took me out of the show basically where I was like, this feels. It did feel, yeah, again, because there's not that I'm complaining, but also I might be complaining, but there's not that much like, you know, nudity and sexual stuff in the show. So then out of nowhere, something that's not at all been you know, like, talked about before. <laughs> There's just a foot fetishist in the room. Yeah, I think, is it because, like, he has sort of a a messed up foot? Is that what it was trying to do? I, I, maybe, but... But it did It did I feel, mean, yeah, like a weird sort it, of... It, honestly, that, I didn't even think about that, but that probably, but again, that's just... It felt like a 2022 writing edition. Goofy boy, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> overall... Um, over, oh, wait, can we just quickly talk about the final five minutes of the of the last episode yes <laughs> i did enjoy the um the face of a uh, creepy eye patch guy where he's like ah balls i really i really fuck this <laughs> up <laughs> ah shit <laughs> imagine that's the final line of the series ah balls <laughs> <laughs> just looks it breaks the fourth wall <laughs> balls <laughs> you kind of know that that kid's gonna die because he's like one of the few like kind of innocent-ish, like, yeah, like, all like, characters. Yeah, that's like, I, I, I don't think I can do it, Mom. You're just, a, you're not a warrior. You're a messenger. And then he gets, gets there. chomped. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I mean, I just say, that was probably one of the best, I mean, if not the best action scene as well in the show. Mm. That, like, dragon chase and stuff like that, oh, like, where he kind of, like, goes into the, into the valley and, like, you just hear, there's a debt to be paid. I was like, ooh, is he going to get away with it? Yeah. And the moment he gets up and clears guys, like, nah, he's definitely not going to get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> this gets fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> this gets dead. <laughs> Can I just say, like, the sheer, like, the scaling of the dragon and the sheer size of, uh, is it Vagar? Is that the, I, I is that the you. huge dragon? Anyway, uh, the huge dragon, like, compared to Lucerus's little puny bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, God. I did think the scale of uh, whenever there was that kind of action was great. And I think the dragon mm. stuff was, as you'd expect for, you know, House of the Dragon, but was fantastic when it was there. You really get, like, the feel for it. They feel, like, heavy and, like, you can feel the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially you can feel the wrinkles. But you know what I mean? You can sort of, like, <laughs> feel present. You, like, can feel, you can feel the wrinkles of the dragon. <laughs> what do you think of Matt Smith's dragon? Arguably, bit of a bit of a gross one. Is it the red one with the really long says, Yeah, it's just like, that's gross. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fitting fitting Smith dragon, I'd say. 
It fits his personality very well. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I'd say I really was loving it, and I my interest dropped off a little towards like the middle stretch, like six, seven, eight. I think around there, I was a little bit like, eh. Mm. And it picks up towards the end again. Lots of great world building, lots of very interesting characters. It sets up really well for future seasons. I think yeah. as a season on its own, it has some pacing issues, but overall, uh, better than I was expecting, I think, and quite enjoyable. Well, not, not enjoyable. It's actually really like dark and, and hard to watch yeah, at times, but, like, but quite engaging. Uh, engaging. Nice. Um, I'll say <clears throat> probably the, the ending of the show where like they're all sitting there around the, show, or around the table, allies on one side, allies on the other side, kind of like, it does give me, like, is it season seven? Yeah, end of season seven where like Daenerys is there at like at uh, Dragonstone and like you know they're planning stuff like that. So it gives me heavy those vibes, but hopefully these coming seasons will be will just kind of like execute that better than what they did in Game of Thrones. So maybe even redemption, I want to say. You never know. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it very much. There we go. Well, that is House the Dragon. Now, for what everyone is here for. Hmm. The main event. The main event of the e- evening. Bladum. It's time! <laughs> Bladum. <laughs> also spoilers for Black Adam. Black Adam. Which, just for context for how long this movie has been like in the, uh, in the works, I remember uh, in 2014, they announced Dwayne Johnson's casting news for this movie, and I posted about it on my Google Plus page. That's how long <laughs> this fucking movie has been that is, in the uh, works. That's been a long time, I won't lie. And now we are finally here with Dwayne The Rock Johnson's latest film, his entry into the superhero world. Or super... Ooh. Is he a hero? I'm no hero. I never said I was a hero. <gasps> Heroes don't kill people. Well, well I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black Adam. Thoughts. It's, it's weird for me, because there are some parts I really, really enjoyed, but there are also some parts I was like, this is just very mid. Um, in terms of characters, I thought Dwayne was actually quite good mm. as Bladum. I very much enjoyed Pierce. Pierce was good. Pierce is great. A- Adam Smasher kind of annoyed me, but at the same time, I, I had a weird charm for him. And then the Wind Girl was also quite nice. Hawkman gave me kind of, I don't know. <laughs> sort, of, uh, sort of an angry angry dude <laughs> it's an angry kind of angry falcon that's i don't know just more proud and yeah. i i have to say i hated the kid the kid i, I really did not like <laughs> we'll uh we'll get to the kid for sure <laughs> and we'll we'll choose mm. our words carefully because we shouldn't um insult children on the pod but um but i will but, we'll <laughs> but there are things to say um i i agree in the overall but the overall film, I think the opening is pretty bad. Then from yeah. like the 20, I don't know the exact timing of it, but like the 20-minute mark to maybe the first hour or something, somewhere in the middle, that like second act, actually mm. really good. And maybe not yeah, even I like really, really like good, but like really like enjoyable. To, like has to like kind of get used to modern society and also just like building a bit of the story. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of charming fun stuff in there and then the ending is just fucking garbage i'm sorry it was just like i mean the most generic superhero ending you could possibly every cliche you could possibly imagine for a superhero finale yes but at the same time there were some cool like some of the action i really like i mean yeah like Dwayne getting like frozen away and then coming back that was yeah whatever but like i think the whole pierce Brosnan action scene with like him making multiple versions of himself like the mirror kind of thing I don't know weirdly cool I guess I mean but I don't think one action moment can save a finale that is just a terrible movie (laughs) well I mean the whole thing was um let me see I actually wrote a little thing here I mean it just uh, it goes First of all, I think the movie kind of goes on for way too long. I, if they'd ended it with him being, like, frozen in the water, and then, like, he breaks out, and he's like, I'm gonna go fuck some shit up, and then that was the end, and it was sort of, like, a cliffhanger. It would have been, like, a weird ending, but I think it would have been better than this whole big finale, because the thing is, as soon as they put him in the water, you know he's gonna get out, you know he's gonna save the day, so everything from there feels yeah. already a little bit, like, 
you're waiting for that moment to happen. It's a bit predictable. Mm -hmm. And then they have every cliche of like the hero sacrifice, the terrible CGI villain who, as soon as he put that crown on, I was like, please don't turn into like a CGI villain. And then that's what he was. The CGI and then army he turned into which was yeah, not yeah. necessary at all. That was that was a complete that like, was that was completely unnecessary. Checklist. And that little side thing of like like Bladum and and Doctor Fate and Hawkeye, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um them fighting like a guy who can like destroy the fucking world. And then you just see like these like civilians going like, ah I've got a I've got a wrench. I'm gonna hit some skeletons. <laughs> yeah, like, what's going way, on? Those skeletons cannot be that intimidating if they were beaten by yeah again children with wrenches and like civilians, yeah. random people. But yeah, yeah and like people were like, oh my god, it's the army of the dead. Like okay, well, <laughs> emphasis on the dead. It seems because they're useless. There was also like a sky beam. They even had the the name in the credits where it's like, what should we call you? And he's like, I've got a new name. They really they really fant four sticked that one, but. Yeah, the whole I don't know that whole thing. I really, I really didn't love, but the that middle bit from when he gets freed because I don't know. Also, the the human characters, they were fine, but again, you kind of just like forget about them, and they I think they could have been just like left. Like you don't have to bring everything like, back in the final act. Like not at all. Like um, they could easily just have been left. Like please save this town, Ted Adam. Yeah. Then never see that little stupid kid again. <laughs> but the, the the whole part from when he gets freed from the from the tomb or prison or whatever, spoilers for Black Adam, by the way, um, which that was a pretty fun action scene when he does like his slow-mo. I was going to say, that slow-mo scene was awesome. I loved it. That was it. pretty it, great. It made, like Quicksilver vibes, you know, and like, but seeing Dwayne in that is, is very cool. <laughs> Murdering everyone too. And we'll talk about that. But I yeah. loved a murderous Dwayne. Um, Murderous Dwayne was delightful, <laughs> but then yeah, just from then on, there's him adjusting to the like the world. There's some fun comedy. Him fighting the Justice Society is quite enjoyable, and also, and I guess we can talk about the the Dwayne thing here. But I loved that he was actually playing a character in this, as opposed to every yeah. other movie he does, where he's just. And of he course, did. he it was it was a lot more acting than than usual. Yeah, he slips into the Dwayne isms. For sure. <laughs> the Dwayneisms. <laughs> it's a natural disaster. Um, but It's a terrible, incurable disease. <laughs> but in general, it gave me... It was like slight Drax in the first Guardians vibes, but like him playing a more like straight-laced character who like... I don't know. Yeah, like actually... It made it so much more fun for the other characters to play off of because he actually was... Even if it's a very like kind of one-note character, he actually was... Mm playing someone else and he was quite yeah. good with it um yeah. and i think that's part of what the charm of that middle half is if they just i was thinking while watching it if if this wasn't like based on a comic property and didn't have to tie into a universe or whatever if they just made like a comedy superhero movie about a superhero who like is trapped for thousands of years comes back and he just like is murdering everyone and, and just murders everyone and then, like there's a few superheroes are like yeah, you, like you oh, can't do that guys, you can't you, you can't you murder people like <laughs> Uh, why? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Those Says who? <laughs> didn't ask plus <gasps> ratio. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne just looks Hawkeye dead in the eye. Get ratioed, dude. <laughs> but like those moments were by far the funniest and most fun part of the movie. Like when he when he murders that guy and Dr. Fate's like, oh, we need to question him, whatever. And Dwayne looks and he's like, he didn't make it. Like, <laughs> like that kind of stuff was was so enjoyable, yeah, and I was I was really very enjoyable. Really, there was just a period of like fifteen minutes where Dwayne says nothing but like one liners, and it was great. It was really yeah. enjoyable. It was fun, mm -hmm. and like they had the Hawkman and him had the fight in the apartment with just a nutty Pierce watching by, like yeah, all that was was really fun. And again, I think if they just leaned into that and they didn't have this like checklist of all these other kind of like cliches that they had to go through. I think mm -hmm. it would have been a much, it could yeah, have been like a really a, fun, cheesy kind of mm -hmm. like fun action I still, movie. Yeah, I still enjoyed it, but I do agree that could have made it like a bit more unique and also just, yeah, not get bogged down by like, you know, like, yeah, as you say, like the checklist of having to do this, this, this. Um, but no, I, I agree. I will say one thing that, and this happens in a lot of movies, like they show, they show the hero's powers like at full strength in the beginning, like the slow-mo scene of him just like you know being being super fast <laughs> apartment breaks ted adam 
comes through wall. <laughs> I just say he destroyed so many walls. It, did, it was great. I was so very delightful. Bit. That was so good. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> delightful. I, anyways, I'll say when when a hero shows their like abilities firsthand, like or at, in the beginning where he's like you know basically moving at the speed of light almost, you know, like just boof, 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 yeah. Boof. The fact that he just doesn't do that later on is like okay like again yeah. it would ruin the movie because it would just like make you know he just immediately beat everyone the same with quicksilver but like i know there's like you can't really have like i mean you you kind of have to do both ways but like it's a little bit annoying that you like show that he's able to do this but then he's like like a freaking hawk guy is a match for him I'm like how is this <laughs> happening yeah metallic you falcon could, metallic falcon is like beating you right now it wasn't beating him, but like it was a you know, it was, it was a competitive fist fight. I was like, you could just literally use your super speed and then boom. Also, yeah, if it doesn't make a lot of sense where it's like, if he's, if he just doesn't care about killing people, why he doesn't rip, like, Hawkman's fucking head off immediately. Because, like, he, yeah. he totally could. <laughs> he, he absolutely could, Ted. Um, I do think, by the way, speaking of Hawkman and the Justice Society team, I did like the team, by the way. Like, I thought they were, yeah. they were fine. Lele made a good point of, like, it did feel kind of like as if they had been in another movie, and then they were like, oh, look, it's the Justice Society team, but it's sort of the first time we've met them, which, like, removes a bit mm. of the impact of, like, Hawkman and Dr. Fate's friendship, where it's like, I don't really know how you guys know each other like that while well, you're just kind of <laughs> telling me. I don't know why you guys are friends at all. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they'll do, like, a prequel? No, them? I'm sure th- I'm sure Brosnan will come back, though, somehow. Um, but Nice. The, um, <laughs> Classic Bros. But I did think, and this this will be a controversial take here, and I'm sure people will be like, it's from the comics, so it's not it's not ripping off. And I know it's not like ripping off these characters from the comics, but undeniably, there are a lot of Marvel-feeling moments in this movie with the heroes, and uh, having seen this with people who are not really big comic nerds, they were like... Mm. They were like, yeah, like, all of that stuff was exactly like the Marvel stuff. Like, when he makes the copies of himself, that was very Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah. Adam Smasher, he has the, like, Ant-Man. He's Ant-Man. And he has, like, yeah. the personality of Peter Parker, like, pretty much exactly. Uh-huh. Um, Hawkman has kind of Falcon vibes. If Falcon was, like, a bit more... <laughs> if Falcon was compensating for something. Um, <laughs> if Falcon had some deep insecurities. <laughs> like, it was... It did... I think it's it's hard. It's it might be hard for it to escape. Even Doctor Fate does that. Like he changes his environment around him. There are just like shots in it that look like the Marvel shots, which I guess is what I'm saying more. So I think that is kind of an inescapable thing for yeah. people for like more mainstream audiences. They might be like, the fuck. <laughs> However, for a YouTuber, <laughs> I see right through that. For and the host, the differences are <laughs> are uh, very apparent. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, the um, kind of like mainstream audiences seeing this, I did think. <laughs> the opening sequence was fucking god awful. The n- comic book nerdness of it, where it just went, it went through like so much in five minutes, where it was like, and then he was before the Council of Wizards, and then it's just fucking <laughs> the Who guy being like, we give you the powers of Shazam. And I, again, having taken non comic book fantasy, this I was like, oh god, this is not. Oh god, this is the exact worst god, kind of thing the, they could not, do. Not, not the wizards. Not the <laughs> not Digimon Hansu as, as the wizard Shazam. Not him giving him the strength of Hercules, no. <laughs> Just head in my hands, sweating profusely. Just reciting the entire comic. <laughs> Not the wizard giving him the power of Shazam, power of Hercules, speed of the Flash, no. <laughs> mind of mind of Athena. Just my. Fr- I look over. My friends have run as fast as they can. They're trying to get out of the door, but they're running away from you, not the movie. <laughs> but yeah, that stuff. That wasn't great. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, the whole Shazam bit. So how many Shazams are there going to be? Like, what's what's happening? Yeah, that's a little confusing as well. Um, I, I guess the wizards, they give just powers to a bunch of people. And Anyone they're like, these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you say Shazam, and then you, you get it. But you can also transfer it to... Also, didn't shazam the actual shazam transfer his powers to all of his friends at the end of that movie why does why does Dwayne's kid lose the powers when he transfers it to Dwayne? i have no clue <laughs> yeah i expect you to pull out a whole diagram you're like well actually ted adams uh, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> ted adams got this special uh i don't know nipple ring that allowed him to i don't know i bet he does honestly it seems like a very Dwayne thing 
We should briefly <laughs> touch on Dwayne's special nipple ring. <laughs> yeah, should we touch on Dwayne's? Oh no, I'm sorry. I I was... the... Before we get to that, I just wanted to because that's that's the the highlight of the movie. I just wanted to get out of the oh, way. Okay. The kid, the kid thing. Oh my god, the kid. <laughs> so like, I also it was funny after I came out of the movie. I thought we were all like. Because you'd mentioned it, and I thought we were all kind of like in agreement with the people I saw it with. And I was like, yeah, that kid was really annoying. And they were like, really? And I was like, oh, now I, now I look like the asshole, I guess. Okay, fine. Oh, no, I, no, I looked like that one. <laughs> oh, guy. now I'm the one who wants to punch the kid in the face. So fine, okay. <laughs> okay, don't pretend like you didn't want to kick him down the stairs. Don't lie. <laughs> Swipe his skateboard from beneath him. God, God that the skateboard. fucking skateboard. To... When he's like oh, doing a like... stealth mission and he's just on the board, I'm like, you... <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> look... We're not going to criticize child acting because that's, you know, we don't want to... I will! We, <laughs> we don't want to be mean. I can say... I'll put it like this. I, f- I found this is the most diplomatic way to do this. <laughs> the most uncancelable way. But <laughs> when you... I think you could put it down to a writer or a director to see if you realize that the kid maybe doesn't have certain dramatic chops, one could say. You don't write like a like a big motivational speech at the end that he has to deliver with a lot of like you know this kid could probably do like the the little things with Dwayne where he's like yeah you have to have a catchphrase like whatever it's whatever it's fine but like yeah. he can more do that but when he has to stand up at the end and he like whisper shouts this speech where he's like everyone let's look what we have to do it was like why are you why are you talking so quietly you're supposed to be yeah honestly <laughs> it's as if they got it's as if they picked up a skateboarder and taught him how to act and not the other way around. <laughs> Genuinely. That's, that's probably what they did, uh, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, like that whole... Uh, uh, I just got so annoyed. He was, was an annoying there, like, character. This movie's actually really fun. Really fun. And then every time I cut to the kid, I just fucking hands in my... Uh, yeah. Hands on my face. Started reciting the comics again. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Power of Athena. <laughs> um, well, should we... I, I now have... We've come to the... Uh, the sort of more specific notes that I have here. Uh, uh, real mm. quick. The effects... Generally kind of good. Sometimes yeah, bad, generally but generally pretty generally pretty good. Um, and action, when, when it was there, and there was quite a bit of it, pretty fun until the finale, which I thought was a little bit whatever. But anyway, the specifics. We have quite a lot of nutty Dwayne moments, which of course we would, we would we hope do. for. We do. It starts with um, when he escapes from the, the tomb or whatever, and then the plane shoots at him, and he disappears, and there's a Dwayne jump scare where they turn, and he's just <laughs> in the window. <laughs> Dwayne just... made me laugh quite hard um and there is knock knock it's the babadook (laughs) there is also and i'm happy this has become a bit of a meme and i wasn't the only one who noticed it the like Dwayne elongated face where like is filmed you know the shot where he's like his head is pointed towards the camera it's just such baldness just coming at you (laughs) (laughs) have you not seen that such boldness. I mean, I guess I've seen it. But you have uh, seen it, but like the shot where like he's flying towards the camera and it's just his head is, it's a bit of like a Mackie in Falcon uh, and Soldier yeah, yeah, type yeah. shot. Very good, mm-hmm. very... I, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> very delightful. And then finally, the worst thing ever put on screen. Genuinely. <laughs> I, and again, can we just say, if I had that physique of what was scaled down, I'd be very happy with oh, yeah. myself. Oh yeah, no, again, a, a smaller Dwayne is still like a quite a quite an in-shape man however but holy shit it was so disturbing <laughs> do a cgi skinny Dwayne. they cgi'd is the it, goddamn is this, is this, pecs off him is that this has to be one of the first times ever where someone cgi someone to look less swole <laughs> yeah, i can the only other example i can think of is the first captain america but yeah in that movie it was clearly a big part of the film, and so they put a lot of effort in to make sure, okay, we're not just going to composite Chris Evans's head onto a smaller person's body, but in this, mm. they just take Dwayne's head, like a, like a PNG image of it, and just put it on a slightly, not slightly, a much skinnier, smaller man's body, and yeah. it is the most disturbing image. <laughs> it's seared into my brain forever. It's genuinely like... Because there's something just so wrong about Dwayne not being a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah, I know there's he does not fit not being this big. Genuinely, I think there's like there are memes that are like, if The Rock never hit the gym and it's him photoshopped to look smaller and it looks super like disturbing and it's like, <laughs> but they did that. They did that for real. But they, that is true. It was um, it God. was yeah. one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Truly. Yeah. Again, no disrespect to the men who whose body was CGI'd into. No, this no, no. That's not this. the problem like, at all. That's it's a it's a 
it's a beautiful body. However, <laughs> however, it's not a beautiful body if it's got Dwayne Johnson's face on it. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson does not belong on that body. I rarely will describe something as cursed, but this is one of the most <laughs> cursed things I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> it is very cursed. <laughs> like also, I feel like there are just so many other ways you could have done that. But anyway, um, there's also the Clint Eastwood reference scene, which is so like weirdly random, but kind of kind of fun. When he's doing, like, the standoff with the guys, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of nutty, I guess, in that kind of nutty, but at the same time, yeah. Sort of random. And also... (laughs) Sort of strange. uh, I just want to say, and I noted this just for its absolute just suave and sexiness, there is a great part where um, Pierce Brosnan just, like, saunters into a room, and he's just got just the most dapper robe on. He's just... Out here, absolutely Hugh Hefnering. I just, I, honestly, Pierce robe. Pier- the Pierce in general, just very delightful. I really, like, it really took me off guard how much I enjoyed Pierce's performance. I was like, this is great. It was great. I did also enjoy his, like, sexual awakenings he had whenever he touched the helmet. He was like, oh. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, he was very good. I think the CGI on him looked a little bit goofy, like a little PlayStation-y, but yeah, he was, he was a good, uh, he was a good addition. I think... The last thing we do have to talk about here, unless you have something else. I think I think I'm all. I I will say one more thing about the kid. Um, <laughs> oh, we haven't we haven't even talked about the villain. He would just say terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know when he's fleeing from the villain, right? Yeah. And he goes into his little like, whatever like reverse chimney shoot that goes down to the staircase, right? Yeah. The villain just completely just does not follow him. Uh, he sends in his soldiers on the stairs, but he just does not follow him. When he lit- and the kid is like stays there for like ten minutes in the shaft. Like you just literally go down and find him. I was like, that's "What a- are you doing?" <laughs> that's actually a really good point because even if he couldn't fit in there, he could just be like, "Okay, well, clearly this leads He's- right, right. I can see him down. Like all can, soldiers yeah, can converge on that. You can literally <laughs> see where the light goes. It's like also he just gave up. He was like, "Okay, he has disappeared from the earth." <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit of like, like, you know, the cops in GTA where if you lose your stars and they just don't care anymore. He's like, all right. I'll yeah, you hide behind a bush and then yeah. their stars go out and you can go out and like high five them. Yeah. He's like, By the way, speaking of those stairs, another Nutty Dwayne moment I just remembered. Very mm. confusing, but I did enjoy how that scene where Dwayne is just super slowly floating down the stairs. It's like, why are you doing this like an insane person, Dwayne? Like, it would be way faster literally just to walk down the stairs. Um... But I think we do have to talk about the crazy mm. reveal. And, of course, it would be in a Dwayne movie where we get the return be. of Henry Cavill's Superman. God. Yes. He's back. I did He's have this back. spoiled for me before going in. Um, although, I think Henry Cavill fucking posted it on his Instagram. Like, he posted immediately. it He posted it the morning after I saw it. So, it was like the day that you... Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Cavill. The way he said it, he was like, everyone's seen the movie by now. I was like... Cavill, it's been two days. days. <laughs> Cavill, what are you doing? Give people some time. But Henry Cavill is back. And there were talks of, like, the rumors of Man of Steel 2 happening. And I guess this lends more credence to that. Um, mm. What do you think? Are you happy to have the, the Cavill back? I think Cavill is the best Superman choice. Absolutely. I will say, and we can touch on this next uh, pod where we do a bit of nuisance. Mm. Either this has had some consequences or it's just unrelated, but... Cavill may have gotten this role, but he has lost another role. Have you heard heard about this? No. What's he lost? Okay, we'll talk more in depth next part as well. But he's being replaced in season four for The Witcher. What? Yeah. A role he is literally born to play he's... for Liam Hemsworth. What? Oh, what a... No offense. What a downgrade. Such a downgrade. But he's... Okay, I guess we'll talk about it more. But he's like the star of the... You can't... He literally, he made that thing happen. He was like, I love the games, let's do it. I mean, I'll be honest also, having not seen The Witcher, but just from an outside perspective, that show is Henry Cavill. Like, that is like... It is Henry Cavill. He carries the... Like, that is... It's like replacing Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible or something. It's like... I'm sure there are other great it people is. in it, but like, it's it's his. Ah. Yeah, it's his project. It's his... I don't know, I was like... That's very Genuinely upsetting. aghast when I saw it. Like, I don't know if that's because he's doing Superman now, that he's like, too busy for it. But like... Maybe. I don't know. But then just put the show on hold or something. Ugh. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Well, terrible. That's that's saddened the Cavill dub a little bit. But him uh, 
Hamish but I'm happy to see him as Superman. Yeah. I mean, I think he is a very good Superman. I think he hasn't gotten the chance to show his best mm-hmm. side. I think he was in Justice yeah. League when he wasn't like CGI mustache, whatever. I think he was pretty good. I think it's good if yeah. he gets to like, yeah. I think he has the potential to be a very iconic version of Superman. He just hasn't really gotten the potential to, to shine in that way. And I was mm-hmm. like, even if they don't do a Man of Steel 2, if we get, like we were thinking of having, you know, we're going to get a Shazam, Black Adam team up or fight movie, which yeah. we're probably going to get. If we do like a Superman, Black Adam team up, I think that would be awesome. That'd be pretty great. Dwayne and Cavill? Kind of like, like, similar to Black Adam, but like kind of Dwayne, I mean, uh, Cavill kind of like, because I mean, they've got similar powers, it seems. Like kind of Cavill showing him almost like, with these powers, you have to like, these are the ways to do things. And then like kind of, you know, there's maybe like a great foe and then they team up, but they're still like this like back and forth between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, basically the most fun parts of this movie were Dwayne was like, I love murdering people. And they were all like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You can just do that in a more extreme sense. because Henry Cavill, Superman or just Superman in general, Mm -hmm. even though he has murdered people as well, but he, he could be more like you can't kill people, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean a fun, a very fun cameo. Good stuff. Good to see Cavill back. Very fun. Good to see Cavill back. And I'm sure that got lots of applause in many a, many a cinema. But overall, Tet Adam, a, uh, a fun-ish time. I think it had a fun-ish time. some really fun stuff in it at times, generally kind of mid, which I guess is sort of what yeah. we were expecting. Again, without Dwayne in this, oh, like yeah. if someone else playing Dwayne, it would just not be good at all. But because it's Dwayne, we love it. We love it. Yeah, but because it's Dwayne... <laughs> it was actually unfortunate when, before the movie started I was talking to my friends and they were like I was like yeah Dwayne Johnson doesn't really make like great movies and they were like oh, I, I don't know what the last one I've seen and I was like do you see um, the one where he's friends with a with a space gorilla and they were like no I, I missed that one I was like oh, no, I, I did not my, see that one <laughs> that is my go to conversation start I'm like so you, you see that's one where Dwayne Johnson's like best friends with an albino gorilla <laughs> it becomes like really huge but it's really big though actually yeah it's it's crazy I like guess it's out of control. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Black Adam. What would you What would you score it out of ten? I'm gonna give it like a seven. Yeah, I'll probably go like a six point five, maybe. All right, conservative, but okay. Now it's time for the Tompkins news. So we have a little headline from the Daily Mail here. Tom Cruise oh, is ever the gentleman as he assists Mission Impossible co-star Palm Clementif out of helicopter that he piloted himself. So, man, I mean, Tom's just flying around <laughs> giving celebrities their, the time of their life. <laughs> There's a picture of him just like maniacally laughing in here, which is great. But um, yeah, I mean, I like how this is such a the Tom Cruise is our most like celebrity gossipy type segment because this is literally just like. Person does normal courtesy for other person. Person, <laughs> person helps someone downstairs. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, do you see the Tom Canoes today? <laughs> do you see the Tom Canoes? <laughs> he helped an elderly person. But um, yeah, good for Cruz, I guess. And I guess he's friends with, uh, on, with Palm Cruise. Cruz. Cool. Uh, now it's time for the announcements and such. Let's go through some comments real quick. First of all, Ooh, ZJ says, okay. great way to start off my weekend with an episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. Also, Cork, Ireland. What a place where BHL currently resides. That's... That's a fact, yeah. (laughs) And thank you. Yep, it's out there. Um, Josie says, Just when I thought me meeting Matt Smith at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago was a big win, Kean came in with a bigger win meeting Charlie Cox. I would say they're equally big wins, but one's just much darker. And Uh, Yeah, who am I kidding? I mean, sorry. The Cox is... But to be fair, the Cox is the ultimate win. Um, Matt Smith is still... I don't think anything could top it. Still a dub. Um, I wonder how he smells. Let us know. Daniel to movie says <laughs> let us know in the comments below. <laughs> another really good and enjoyable ooh, you know, Daniel usually says another really great and enjoyable episode, so another mm. really good and enjoyable episode. Guess we have to step up our game. Oh, he does then say keep up the great work. Uh, thank you, Daniel. I think he usually says keep up the good work, and then he just swaps <sighs> to around. it up on us this week. I don't know I don't know if I like this change, Daniel. Mm, never comment again. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> he also says, PS, what are your thoughts on Deji versus Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> <laughs> which is a hilarious mm. question that it's, it's hilarious that it's an actual thing that's happening in 13 days that's yeah um i mean God. at this point nothing Thoughts surprises are... me 
But at the same time, when we heard this, <laughs> we sent it to each other thinking it was jokes. Yeah, genuinely, I was like, this is kind of like a funny, funny meme someone made. Like, uh, Deji's funny and then, meme. Like, and then there's, there's some people who are like, Deji's going to be a real threat to Mayweather. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> Come I, on. I, I will say, I do worry a little bit that like, and this is not, not even like a meme, like that Deji might get seriously hurt. Because like, or not even seriously, <laughs> but like this might be like, I'm sure he'll be fine afterwards, but this might be one of those where like, he gets like kind of like slumped like bad because yeah what? it's just gonna be like his apollo moment <laughs> i want to say an apollo moment. i was thinking more like a nate robinson i'm not thinking literal murder but like because floyd he's done these exhibition bouts and in like the logan paul one because logan paul was so much bigger than him it's much harder to like knock someone out um and to be fair he did you know cons- relatively well i guess to stay in that but since then hmm in these like exhibition bouts floyd's knocked out the people that he's fought pretty pretty roughly Mm. and deji's the same size as him he's not very good as well like let's be honest like he had like a great showing but he's like before that people were saying like he's like a terrible boxer i mean and terrible he had like a great moment he's not great he's clearly improved and he's clearly pretty good for like the youtube level but i just i think if him and floyd are just doing sort of like the exhibitions or like dance around a little bit whatever which i think i don't think deji's gonna like actually try to go for it but if he does then i do worry he might get like hurt pretty yeah. bad but we'll see I'm, mm-hmm. i'll i'll tune in it's a great meme um <laughs> unless he gets apolloed as you put it but al feld says when is woody's part four interesting i didn't think we would get specific requests for the woody's episodes but that's something we can uh, we that can consider. Kind of delightful. I mean, we I think it's just because make that happen. We do talk about the movies we see at Woody's in the pod, but we could yeah. we could do a, we could do another collection episode, have a little fun time with it. Maybe do mm-hmm. some triviums and such. That Ooh, could be good. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Uh, and Jaden says for episode two hundred, can we get a reenactment of the Harry Styles "Don't Worry, Darling" scene where he busts it down? Now, I was thinking episode two hundred, we might have to have like a whole dance thing where one of us sings the the Ooh. Soldier Boy song, one of us does the Harry Styles dance. Just make it like a ten minute compilation of <laughs> weird dances. We do the Matt Smith dance. Ooh, this is I'm liking how this is shaping up. Actually, I'll put this in the in the. I, in the I like this a lot. This will be good. Um, so mm, yeah, thank you, Jaden. Very good. Um, and final little announcement here. Nothing on the fan pages this week. It's fine though. Nothing, nothing personal. Um, follow them. But uh, no big deal. <laughs> final little thing. Lele actually sent me uh, an article about Henry Cavill talking about where he got the idea to pump his arms before that scene. So we have a cump origin okay. story. Um, cump origin. And very quickly, it's just basically like when you do those scenes, your like muscles get tired, and so you kind of want to like shake them out. Which actually makes sense. Like, I've seen, like, you know, fighters and stuff do that. And yeah. so he was saying, like, he did it just sort of, like, not thinking about it before a scene. And he told the director, like, oh, sorry, I'll, let me do it again. I won't do that. And the director was like, no, that was, that was great. So now it's just a... <laughs> that was perfect. An iconic thing. So, come like, origin. Cump, just an improvised little thing. That was the episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed. What did you think of the episode? What did you think of Black Adam and House of the Dragon and Ticket to Paradise? Uh, let us know all your thoughts down below in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a like, subscribe, hit the bell button. Uh, you can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, the Poorly Planned Podcast. Please leave a five-star rating, a nice review, and subscribe on the YouTube if you're listening there as well, by the way. little exclusive content occasionally there. Um, tell everyone you know about it, the love of the pod, maybe. Um, and... You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, Twitter, BHL underscore Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. Also, TikTok, BHL Hudson, letterboxed, real BHL Hudson. You can find me on Twitter at FDK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on Instagram at Fidalguard. You can find me on letterboxd at FDK underscore Thwilms. And you can find me on YouTube at FDK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-chick-ba-ba-chick-ba-ba-da-ba-doop-chick-ba-ba-da-ba-doop-chick-ba-ba-da-ba-doop-chick-ba-ba-da-ba-doop-chick-ba-ba-